Hi, welcome to Driving to Work with Stitch. We have about 10, 15, I don't actually know how long it takes for me to get to my work. I think it takes quite an exact amount of time, but I can never remember. I always try to leave about half an hour early. But I think that in the car is where I get most of my thinking done. I don't know if you guys get most of your thinking done in the car. It's just like the only alone time that I actually have to assess how life is going and how I feel about things and how I feel about myself. With everything that's been going on, I feel like I did sort of level up. I have a house now, so I've finished checking off all the things on the list to prove that I am, in fact, a contributing member of society, so my mom can suck it. Although finishing checking off the list doesn't exactly fix the problems that made you make the list in the first place. And it's like, with this level up, I feel like I'm not quite on solid ground yet. Like, I've gotten here, and now I prove that I can stay here. But with that causes so much more anxiety. That was my wallet. It just fell down. Don't mind all the background noise. It's fine. I My whole back half of my car is still full of stuff because I had to finish cleaning out the old house last night. There's all this new anxiety. Like, I'm going to fail. Like, I've gotten this far, and I'm going to prove that I can't do it. And it, it's like tearing. It's this feeling of tearing. I don't know how to explain it. I know that there's at least a handful of people that listen to me, so I guess I don't sound that crazy, right? I keep finding myself following all this random real crime stuff on YouTube in between following Free Britney. If you're not following Free Britney, you should be, because she's about to be free, y'all. All the stories that keep coming up just keep reminding me of things that could have happened, things that could have panned out differently. Mm-hmm. And it's so mm-hmm. weird because I have to remind myself because towards the end of being in contact with my mother, she was so sticky sweet to me, telling me how proud she was and how strong I was and how good I am. And how I can do anything. And I know that as true as those things may be, she was only saying them to get back into my good graces so that she could go back to telling me about all the things that are wrong with me. I know that someone that treats you the way that my mother treated me until I was 13 years old does not actually feel love towards someone that they treat that way and I know that her entire family my sisters my brother my aunt my uncle my grandparents all the new babies because apparently there's like three four five new babies in that family it is easier for all of them to live a life that I'm not in because having me around was way too much of an inconvenience I was just a reminder of things that were wrong. And coming to terms with that is one thing, but learning that 
other people do want you around is this totally different fucking thing. It just doesn't compute, especially after everything else that happened after living with my mom. I mean, I essentially learned that she was right. After I moved out of her house, apartment, in the fucking ghetto, because all she wanted was to be with him, at 13 and got catapulted into a completely different atmosphere, everything that I learned just validated the things that she said, that I was only good for one thing, and that girls are only meant to make boys happy, and and that's all that there is to me, and I just, it took me another 20 years, 15, 20 years, to figure out she might actually be wrong, but it's really hard to accept and to reconfigure your brain. I think that I'm going to do some studies on how our brains are different. Not that I'm going to do some studies. I'm going to read some studies on how we just think different. People that have been through the things that we've been through just have different logic. And I know that it's a fact, and I know that it doesn't mean that I'm I'm not broken, there's nothing wrong with me, all those things that you see in the front and back cover of self-help books around the world. And just be cool to get to the point where I knew how to be around people, and it'd be cool to get to the point where I was around people without you know, all the anxiety, I guess. Sorry, I'm completely disassociating while I'm recording this. I mean, I know that I was never anyone's top priority, except for maybe I was my dad's top priority for about, I don't know, five or ten years. We'll say ten years. And I just always figured that he felt bad for everything that I'd gone through before I moved in with him. And I know that I shouldn't say those things and I shouldn't think those things because he's my father and he loves me. But I mean, she's my mother and look at how that turned out. I'm having this issue where I feel like I need to see my counselor and I feel like that frequently. The problem though is that the only insurance that I have is uh, through the state. And there are two offices in town that has counselors, and one of them I work at. So I have to go to the other one. And so I get to see Bill. In Bill's office, I'm pretty sure he's the only person right now, and there's supposed to be like four or five of them. So Bill is very busy and very backed up and doesn't really have the time to see a stitch. Which is fine because I understand that other people really need a bill in their lives. Other people are not doing as well as I'm doing. And if they need more help than me, then they should have more help than me. But then I have bad days. I feel like I don't have a moment to collect myself other than the drive to and from work. This is like my little piece of time. I'm constantly surrounded by my family that I love, that are the only people that I have in the whole world 
that I made half of, you know, babies and all. They can't really get rid of me anytime soon, even if they tried. I think I'm I'm getting that thing because my kids are getting older. My baby is nine. Like what the hell? And my older daughter, who is the most beautiful, self-sufficient, smart, talented girl in the whole world, is thinking about her future. And that is so scary. I've had her with me since I was 17 years old I don't know what I am without her I dropped everything when I found out that she existed and I never got to figure out who I was and and everyone just keeps leaving and I feel like they're always gonna leave she's gonna leave and eventually my younger one's gonna leave and (sighs) I was cleaning out my old house last night and uh, because they're doing the final walkthrough today and I found something I don't even remember what it was now Um, I think it was like an old CD or an old shirt or something. It was something that had to do with my past. Something that had to do with like high school. And it it made me stop and it made me, you know, some memory dinged in my brain. Oh, no. That's not what it was. <laughs> oh, the effects that trauma has on a person's memory. Um I was taking my older daughter to piano lessons and this song came on that she had added to the queue because she listens to the most excellent of music. And it was a song that I listened to when I was exactly her age, a 15-year-old sophomore in high school. And she turned it up and she talked about how much she loved it. And I was like, man, this song came out when I was your age. And she was like, no way, really? I was like, yeah, I remember... You know, sitting in the back seat of a friend's car and and my friend Rachel would jump through the front seats just to spin the dial and just blare it and we'd all just rock out to it and um, she thought that was the coolest thing and it, it made me want to, when we got to her piano lessons, just take a moment and just text someone and be like, hey, you'll never believe it she's rocking out to our song but I don't have anyone to do that with I have all these memories of all these times and there were people there but I don't talk to any of them anymore my boyfriend's going through this thing right now where he is making his social circle smaller and I feel like it's my fault and I don't necessarily want him to do it And I know that sometimes it just happens with age and stuff. 
he feels like he's settling down and I guess that that's what you're supposed to do when you settle down with a person like you just don't see and talk to as many people as you used to this road is so freaking loud um but I'm just I'm worried I love the time that I have with him I I love the little things that we do together if you're in a relationship and you do little things and you just feel lighter when you do them that's how you know that you're with the right person I love cooking breakfast for just me and him on the weekends I love brushing my teeth and taking all my pills before bed with him <laughs> like last night we just we brushed our teeth and we took our pills and it was just one of those like perfect little moments you know and you just when you do those things with the right person you just feel lighter and I wish someone would have told me I wish I wish my mother or my sisters would have told me what it is to actually feel for another person because I probably would have been way more selective and way more eager to find the right person if I had known that this is what it was going to be like and I think I'm just paranoid that he doesn't feel the same way because I don't know if he does or not I don't it's very hard to accept love from someone when half of you doesn't love you and I and and every person that I was friends with before is gone and It was really hard going to his friend's wedding because there were so many fucking people there. Not only that, but there were so many people that just loved each other and loved the bride and groom. And it made me think about when I got married. Because that's what I always think about when I'm at other people's weddings. And, you know, she had over half of that room full of people that were there solely for her. And I just think about my wedding and how I I didn't get to have a wedding party because I only had one friend show up at my wedding. Everyone else was too busy that day. So I didn't have a wedding party and I didn't have a lot of guests and my mom decided after everyone was done eating that the reception was over because she was tired and no one was there anyway so it wasn't important I spent my entire wedding day alone I got ready alone because everyone else was too busy and had too many things to get done and I sat in that room before I walked down the aisle alone and I felt like that whole weekend was just a huge inconvenience because that is how they acted and I can't help but feel like I'm a huge inconvenience. But I'm late for work. And I'm here. So, um... Thank you for listening and taking the time out of your day. I hope you're doing good. I love you. Hi. Part 2. 
because part one was only ten minutes long, and that doesn't feel like an entire episode. I'm wondering how I'm going to find the time to get around to a formal episode of the podcast. I know I've only got about a week left until my due date that I've set for myself. It's a little bit harder because everyone is around all the time now. And I had a little bit more alone time before. It's like I get home and usually the girls are already there. The boyfriend's going to be home any minute. And then I'm just surrounded by them until it's time for bed. Which is nice because I'm not completely alone. But I just... I don't know. I think I'm still reeling from everything. Just, you know, a move in itself is stressful. Add on to that a whole bunch of other things going on all at once. And I feel like I'm at this point in my life right now where I'm needed in some ways. And that's about why I'm here. And it really hit me last night and I just laid in bed and didn't even want to get up this morning. Because, I mean, I'm sure the girls would have figured out how to get to the school without me. I mean, they walk. They can, they just, my younger one would have to figure out how to get ready. I know that I complain a lot and I hate that I complain a lot and I don't want to. And I feel like you guys listen to so much bitter bullshit. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to get better. and I want to. I want to be that better person. I want to have a healthy life. I know that we all want to have a healthy life. I want you to have a healthy life first. We went to this artisan open house thing at this building right next to my work and I was really excited because they completely renovated the building and I wanted to see what was inside and if you've been listening to my podcast you know that I'm more on the crafty side and I just really want to see what it was about see if they had any open places for me you know and it's a handful of retired people that want something to do and it was really cool. I signed up for some things and I haven't heard anything back. But you know, that was only a week and a half ago. Maybe they'll get a hold of me. Maybe they're not in any hurry. Maybe I'll hear something at some point. I don't know. Other things that are going on. I signed up for the Winter Craft Show. That's cool. I'm a little nervous because it's in town and people in town just make me super anxious just the whole fact that their lives keep moving and I just feel like I'm in this bubble and I'm just watching them you know everyone's got places to go and things to do and they all keep in touch with each other and it's like this network it's like a spider web you know it's it's this web that covers the entire planet and it's cool how that works and I know that it benefits a lot of people I mean you get jobs based on who you know and I live in the Midwest so there's a lot of hunters they hunt deer and you know finding a place that you can go hunt and a place that will process your deer if you don't do it yourself and stuff like that that's all in who you know me finding craft shows is 
very, very difficult. I have to search on social media for a really long time to find one that I can actually go to that isn't based on who you know and that doesn't cost a fortune. Going and participating in craft shows is so expensive. If you know of craft shows in your area, go buy things because those people spend a ton of money just to put up a table. I appreciate that you listen to me. And those of you that have emailed me and texted me, I appreciate you so freaking much because you're the only people I hear from. It's really weird because I have I have this one coworker and she's the only coworker that I have. Well, they put a new person in our room, but she can get really chatty and I act really annoyed because I want to do my work while I'm there because sometimes she does talk too much, but she talks about her life and about her family, her sisters, her mom, her friends. She talks about whining to her boyfriend, telling him to get off his butt. That part makes me feel really grateful because I don't have to tell my boyfriend to get off his butt. He's got ADHD. He's zooming all day, getting everything done, which is crazy. But she'll just interact with people and tell me about it and I've always told myself that I'm just a private person I don't like to tell people at work about my personal life which I to a point is true it is true it's very accurate I think my first real job I made a couple friends there but a couple jobs later I learned very quick that the workplace is not a place to make friends because those people at the end of the day they're going to choose themselves over you in a heartbeat which is fine it doesn't really bother me anymore I don't know still looking for that thing I guess still trying to figure out why I'm by myself I have an amazing family that fills my whole house and keeps me busy 24-7 and it's really nice and I'm so grateful for them. I just feel so rejected from society as a whole. And I don't know what I did. I don't know what I do. I'm worried that I bought this house and it's like I've just bought myself my own little prison. I love my house though. I'm There's nothing wrong with it. It's perfect for me. I'm just I really hit that thing last night. Those nights, you guys know those nights when you just sink into the bed and feel like you should just let it swallow you up and it wouldn't even make a difference? I had one of those nights last night. I keep wanting to reach out to people, but every time I think about it, I'm always reminded of my older daughter when she's talking to her friends about you remember in school um, there's always that girl that just talks to everyone and everyone's just like oh hi I feel like I'm the adult version of that girl so I go to message someone and and then I don't. I'll type out a whole thing and then I'll just delete it. Because 
because no one wants a new friend in their 30s. They already have friends. You guys gotta quit making me cry on my way to work. Man, that's not okay. I want to have a moving in party. I want it to be ugly sweater themed. I thought that that would be really, really fun. theme and I would have like a special drink that I would make especially for the party and uh, usually there'd be like a bonfire and there was one time I did it was Friday the 13th in October and there was a full moon or something like a whole bunch of crazy stuff so I did like tarot card readings and that was really fun it was really nice to just do that and exercise that part of my brain on people but that was a long time ago, and I always knew that at least like a couple people would show up when I did those things, and uh, I don't, I don't know that anyone would show up now. And uh, there's several people that I want to get a hold of, that I'd like to hang out with, that I'd like to invite over, um, but I don't know how to talk to them, so. I just haven't. There's this one really, really nice girl uh, that I met. She's like a friend of a friend. And um, she's got two little babies. And she is from the same area that I'm from. And um, she's mixed. And not to sound... I, obviously, you don't know what I look like. I'm half Mexican, but my mother did not raise us to be Mexican. We never got to learn Spanish or anything. So, to be around her and to hear her, you know, talk about her abuela and everything, it it just feels good to be around her. And she's really outgoing. She's really nice. And she's got two little girls that are really cute. And her husband is cousins with a former friend of mine. And he's a bow hunter. And my boyfriend's a bow hunter. So, like, I really want them to meet. Oh, and she's read my favorite book series. One of my most favorite. Okay, you guys. Girls that are into sci-fi that are listening to this right now. Marissa Myers wrote The Lunar Chronicles. And you gotta read those. Oh my god, they're so good. So yeah, but I don't I don't know how to talk to that girl. I keep typing out messages and then deleting them. And she's busy. She had a baby like a year ago. Or something stupid. I don't it's been over a year. I don't know how long it's been. She had a baby at some point. So I just keep saying that I'm bothering her and deleting my messages. Well, that's a horrible place to leave you off at, but it's been 10 minutes. I'm at the place of the work to do the things. 
creepy thing about this place is that you can't see inside the building, but there's a row of windows. And I know that inside of that row of windows, there is a tables with rows of people staring at computers. And every time someone pulls into the parking lot, they look. I know that they're looking at me right now. So it's just really awkward, the whole getting out of your car thing here. I hope you're doing really good. I miss you. And I love you. I'm going to put together a formal episode for you as soon as I can. Because I can't wait to talk to you. Have the best day today. Don't forget, do something that scares you. Bye. Hey everyone. I'm going to play you a Frank song. But I just want to take a second and remind you that there is a phone number in the description of this episode that you can put into your phone. I also have an Instagram and a Twitter with the holiday season coming up. I know that it can be really difficult for some of us, so don't hesitate to reach out. Shoot me an email. I swear I don't take that long to respond. And I'm here if you just want to talk. I know that several of you have kept in contact and don't feel comfortable with talking on the platform, and that's totally fine. Just know that there's someone if you need anything. Tell you how I feel I'll let you know it all It isn't hard to tell But I'm broken But we could talk all night It wouldn't make it right No matter how many words are spoken
So please let's not pretend. Don't say we'll find love again. I think you've done about as much as you can. I'm a shadow of a man, but you wouldn't understand. To you, I guess I've always been a joker. I was okay for a while, you know, when I made you smile. But that's all in the past now. I'm broken. Tears still fill my eyes And you're still telling lies Now I can't believe a word That's spoken There's no other way I don't think that I can stay Despite all my wishing Hoping I'm broken.